Mumbo Sauce Radio. Let's go! Soundtrack of the DMV. All right, man, man. We here, we here with my man Juice, man. The brother that we go back like four flats in the Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he just came home from doing four years of incarceration. So he's here to talk about his journey and to introduce his podcast. I'd like to welcome y'all, my homie Juice, man. Peace, peace, King. I what appreciate up, up, you allowing me using this platform, man. Shout out to Mumbo Sauce Radio, man. Oh, I man. appreciate it. I'm very humbled for the opportunity, brother. For sure, for sure. So, Juice, man, I understand. Juice is not only a name, but an acronym, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so what, what does that stand for, for the people? So, so Juice is an acronym for Justice United and Colored Experience. Okay. And, um, you know... I always was called Juice in the streets, as you know, for all the wrong reasons. And I feel like we embody our name. So yeah. during my period of incarceration, I felt it necessary to embody that name and reinvent myself for something positive. So I took that, made it an acronym, and now it's a movement about uh, criminal justice reform and not just my story, but our story and a collective success, not individual success. Oh man, oh man. So, Juice Stream Podcast. Okay, that's your new podcast that you are introducing. So, what type, what type of topics do we expect to hear on your podcast, brother? Oh, first, it's gonna range. First and foremost, it's gonna tell my story and my uh, journey um, during my process of filing a 1983 civil rights violation while I was incarcerated in North Carolina. Um, which I actually had to represent myself pro se. Okay. And um, also here in Prince William County, where I actually filed another 1983 civil rights violation, represented myself again. And um, I want to touch on, you know, just the process of things that we as individuals go through incarcerated that don't get shined upon. If you see how they treat us in broad daylight, you, you can only imagine how they treat us behind those walls it's ranging from free um labor with no so hold up so hold up for the people you you said in 1983 we, you got to explain what, what that is brother what, what is that okay so this is this is a paper a form where if you're incarcerated you have to first you got to relieve all your administrative uh relief before you can file this motion okay with the federal court district court whatever district court that is next to you like for instance if you're in northern virginia most likely you're going to have to file it with alexandria court so saying exhausting your uh administrative remedies is like you got to write grievances inside of the facility and if you can't find any relief there the next step is to file a 1983 civil rights action suit it's a it's a civil suit against the facility or any individual in the facility that you felt violated your civil rights so you're saying that while incarcerated your civil rights were uh violated and you you first filed grievances and if the grievances so the grievances didn't they weren't met when you filed the grievances to your liking so when they wasn't met to your liking you then pursued a civil lawsuit, which means that you basically sued 
the state that you was locked up in. Is that correct? Yes, I, I sued not the state, but the actual facility that oh, I was facility. in. Okay. That was locked in. And um, one thing that you're when you file this lawsuit, you're going to encounter so many roadblocks and hurdles. So you're going to really have to do your due diligence and be in the law library. So, you know, the 11th Amendment gives police officers, anybody working under the color of the law, um, immunity or they can request summary judgment where, you know, it's loopholes, you, you know, what you're really going to have to study and maneuver around those processes. But, right. you know, and it's a lot of deterrence, like when you file the lawsuit, it's going to be 400 to $450. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're incarcerated and you don't have any money to, uh, pay for that that's four hundred and fifty dollars it's like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars you know uh okay so let's start first i'm sorry to cut you off so all right so firstly what what rights were violated when you was incarcerated was this while you were incarcerated or is this before you were incarcerated when your rights first began to be violated the first when when my initial rights first were violated was actually during the process of being um apprehended by the police in Hendersonville, North Carolina, okay. you know, um, where they apprehended me. I was already in handcuffs and okay. they used tasers to while I was in handcuffs, similar to the prone position that you've seen right. uh, them right. use with George Floyd, which they say they're they don't use in training. But any black man that's ever been apprehended is familiar with that <laughs> being put right, in that right. position. So uh, which I will I, I actually was able to obtain the video through motions of discovery filing motions myself to get those videos so so i'm sorry to cut you off i'm i'm gonna slow this down i don't want to you know no go no too problem fast. So no like, problem when you were apprehended you said you were you had to file motions to get the video so that video is not ready available when you needed like how long what, what was the process it, it took almost two years first i had to initially file the 1983 civil suits motion so after you filed the motion uh -huh. it'll take four to six months to survive review to see if you even have a what up buff what up if you My have bad. yeah if you have enough um what up, busy? What up? grounds what up? to move forward and there's an actual case so after those six months it goes into uh, a period of discovery where you're gonna have to write your own motions to try to get these releases of documents and all of that so you know it was a fight and um a so 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 usually do you have to have a do you do people usually have a lawyer to do these type of things or is this something that somebody has to do themselves and this is a two-part question so do people usually have a lawyer to do these things and also how did you know that that's what you had to do to do these things well first you know when i first you know being locked up in a state where you have no ties to anyone you know one no one and you don't know when your next court date is coming your best friend becomes the law library okay. so i engulfed myself in knowledge in um the law library and once i came across i always was familiar being incarcerated i heard of 1983 forms so okay. i started studying in the law library because i knew my rights were violated because 
what took place when I was apprehended was it couldn't have been procedural. And if it was procedural, it's wrong. And we needed to address this and try to go about changing these procedures. So uh, I just was moved to be bold enough to take a chance to try this situation because I knew it wasn't right. So I, I, I say, man, I'm going, I'm going to fight. You know, I've been fighting all my life. So, so you filed motions to, uh, to get the video and you said it took about two years. two years it took two years so what was the first steps in that and what led up to the two years why did it take so long was it, this was this like uh two years of rapid like like you getting notified like what your process was like within like two months every two months you you know get a notification by whoever to say okay well we're doing this uh we move forward with that like or did like two years later they just said oh okay well you can go before the judge okay no actually i'm actually waiting to go before a trial now september the 22nd where okay. my my um my case has already survived enough where i'm actually going before a trial so the tr um jury can determine whether I deserve relief or not. So to answer your question, the process of two years, initially once I filed the paperwork, mm -hmm. it took about four or five months for me to uh, receive notification whether I had enough grounds to proceed. Um, so then after having a motion of discoveries, it's rules like I believe it's the federal rules, number 283133, production of documents and um, actually interrogatories where I got to question everybody that I had on the suit, um, up to 25 questions. And um, so it took two years. It was a slow process after the first initial four to six months it was it slowed down to about two to three months i would get updates as to and then re responses as to like my emotions from uh the the lawyers that represented the defendants in the case which i initially meet i sued the hendersonville police department the sheriff and additional um employees of of that facility wow I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm pinning, pinning the comment right now. So, you said you're still waiting to go before trial. Yes, I've, I've, so I've got to the point where I actually got a settlement conference in um, January of 2021 where they offered to settle. But at that point in time, I say, you know, uh, public sentiment is on my side. And if you're offering to settle, you're offering uh, a mission of guilt to. So, you know, I can never lose what I so, never had. So they they offered you a settlement. Yes. Sir. But you saying if 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 you take the settlement, then that's an admission of guilt. So you basically you got the money, but they saying that. They, what what you said happened didn't happen. No, no, no. See, so when when it was uh, set for trial initially uh, at the end of the year, around December 2020, the defendant's lawyers, the sheriff of Hendersonville Police Department, offered me a settlement conference where they were offering to settle so I wouldn't have to go to trial. So it was a magistrate that overheard the settlement. They offered me three offers I denied and said that I wanted to go to a jury trial, uh, which is 
scheduled now, September 22nd, uh, 2022. Okay, you're gonna be representing yourself in that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay, man, we got, we gonna open up the lines, man, for some calls. If y'all wanna call in, man, the number is 202-780-9097. So we gotta ask you some questions about this, man, because I think like a lot of people need to know this. You, you not really doing this really much pretty much to get paid you doing this so you can change some of the laws like of how you know people are being unjustly treated in the prison system is that correct absolutely because you know unfortunate fortunately enough not all police brutality and police misconduct ends in death and a lot of times you know it's as simple as mishandling you when apprehending you you know uh when you're already in handcuffs you're no longer a threat right. so it's no reason to use tasers or kick you punch you drag you strip you of your clothes or anything of that nature and, and these are tactics that are used um you know the constitution tells us that no life liberty or property could be deprived from you without due process so police officers are beacons and supposed to uphold the law so you shouldn't break the law to uphold the law and they should be held accountable so when they tased you did they did they send you to outside medical did they send you to the medical in the in the prison what 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 so so this is the thing they they sent emts okay so when you when you get tased they tased me to the point where I defecated and urinated on myself. Oh, so, man. you know, um, I still have the burn marks in, in my wrist right here where the prongs were inserted into my wrist, you oh, know. Shit. So um, they're supposed to have a medical, um, somebody trained in the medical field to remove those prongs. Right. So they say that I denied the EMT service, which makes no sense within itself. And it's all a part of my uh, complaint in the 1983 so after that they took me to the precinct stripped me of my clothes drugged me naked and in front of you know um, female officers uh, other inmates that were there in the waiting cell I had feces and I had urinated on myself and they had tased me to the point where my equilibrium was so off I couldn't walk so they put me in a room Holds me down. I mean, it was a very traumatic experience, you know, that even sometimes to this day, I really don't like to relive and I don't know how I got past that, but um, it's, it's crazy, brother. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's deep, bro. You know, the, the, the deep thing about that is, you know, and we had this conversation not uh, not long ago, like earlier today, is uh, the trauma that, you know, us as black people, especially black men, uh, deal with that, you know, it, it, it's almost like they, people think that this is what we supposed to go through. It's, right. it's not what right. we're supposed to go right. through. This is not right. You know what I'm saying? And um, when you go to the, through these type of things, man, you know, you face trauma later on down the line and, you know, you could really be messed up behind that and have some real PTSD. So what what are your views on your interactions with the police now? Like, you know, are you worried about those type of things? Do you fear for your life when you're dealing with the police? You know, to tell you the truth, as a black man growing in America, I always had a fear of the police. Um, you know, now that I've had a lot of time to reflect and, and do, I understand that not all 
police officers are bad, you know, um, and I had to remove the hate from my heart, you know, right. because I did have a disdain for all police officers, you know, um, however, it's not the individuals, it's the system. Yeah. And, you know, um, if they say bad apples, you know, I don't believe it's just as simplistic as that as it being bad apples. I think that is deep rooted in systematic racism and um, <clears throat> um, so many other things that we'll discuss later in um, more shows. Um, but um, absolutely, I think all, all of us as young black men have a fear of the police like because we've been desensitized and they're not here to serve and protect in the neighborhoods that a lot of us grew up in you know they're they're here to uh stereotype process and um basically um monitor us you know for lack of better um words or whatnot um and and my thing is um just like I'm held accountable if I'm with somebody that breaks the law. A lot right. of these police officers will be like, oh, it's just him and they singled him out. Right, right, but you're right. guilty by association. And, you know, we have a lot of things going on in the country now where we're trying to remove the qualified immunity. And a lot of officers have a problem with that. Now, if you're a good police officer, why would you have a problem with being held to a certain standard if you violate procedural processes? I think, um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I know you said that, you know, all police ain't bad. I'm going to just be honest with you and just say that, you know, I know a couple of police officers, right? And um, only one I can think of is a good person. Because right. I know that person personally. And uh, she always been stand up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, with me, uh, I, I, man, let me just give you some of my experiences with the police, man. Like, um, you know, cause I've done security for a very long time. And when you do security, you know, you have some interaction with the police, depending on what type of security you do. Right. Right. And, uh, so, uh, I was doing security before and, uh, when I used to get off at like 11 and, you know, when you working from like you know, uh, 3 to 11 or 4 to 12, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you basically ain't got no life. Right. So this is at the time when Fast Daddies was in VA, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And uh, I think Thursdays was my Friday. So I was like, boom, you know what I'm saying? I work right beside Fast Daddies. I'm going to just go to Fast Daddies, right? So there's a, a dude doing security out there uh, and I drive around the back and I see him moving some cones in some parking spaces. So I rolled down the window. I said, bro, these jumps reserved or something? And he was like, uh, oh, nah, you can park here. And I had my uniform hanging up in the car. He was like, um, you L.E.? I didn't even know what L.E. stood for. I guess he was law saying law enforcement. Law enforcement <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. uh, I was like, huh? He was like, you do security? I was like, yeah. So he like, oh, you got your creds on you? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, um, you if you do security or you le, you can get in for free, right? Right. I'm like, bad. Like right. I showed him my my credentials, right? And he like, you know, come around the front, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, show the big white dude, you know what I'm saying? There, if anybody used to go to Fast Daddy's NBA <laughs> on Richmond Highway, y'all know what I'm talking about a fat white dude with Word. the. Uh, with the Make America Great Again 11s on it. You know what I'm saying? They used to sit on the stool and shit. 
But uh, yeah, he let me through the door. He was like, "You got your uh, your your weapon on you," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Nah." I'm like, "I can bring my weapon on with me if I want to." He was like, "Yeah, as long as you don't drink." I'm like, "Bro, you shouldn't have told me none of this shit." Right? right, right. So like, I'm in there like swimwear for like two months straight. Right. Then one of the nights I was in there. You know me, man. You know I don't like to be too flashy or nothing like that. But sometimes, you know, I might have a little bit of jewelry on or something like that. So this dude, he—I didn't know, but he was security there. But not only was he security there, he was undercover Fairfax County Police for the DEA. Right. I mean, not DEA for uh for uh I don't know what narcotics division or whatever. Okay. It's one of them alphabet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like. He the police police. Uh-huh. I said, damn, y'all do, uh, you know, uh, y'all, you work here part time? He's like, yeah, you know, they pay me whatever. And he said, you know, if things happen here, we can handle it in-house without the police having to come here and shut the joint down. So now you're giving me the game and I'm, I'm, I'm understanding how the clubs and the security and shit like that work as far as the clubs is concerned. So I'm like, okay, dude might be all right, dude. You know what right. I'm saying? Nah, man. He <laughs> pulled me out the crowd one night and he was like, hey, man, did you sneak in through the through the kitchen? I was like, fuck you, man, did I sneak in through the kitchen? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Nah, you told me to show my creds and go through the front. Right. He was like, well, we got somebody on camera sneaking in through the kitchen with the bling bling on like you got on. <laughs> he was like, follow me through the back. And he put handcuffs on me and walked me through the crowd, bruh. Yeah. Like, and I'm like trying to plead with this nigga like, I didn't sneak in through, why the fuck I'm gonna sneak in through the back? And he patting me down and shit. I'm right. like, man, see, thought he was cool. I mean, because you know how it is, you know, one thing that I realized, I always knew I just couldn't articulate it. Yeah. When I see the police, I know I look like suspect number one. Exactly. I'm a black man, 5'9 to 6'5, you know, the whole uh, <laughs> 180 to uh, 350, you know, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. fits into that demographic who's a black man. So uh, I'm suspect number one. So it's right. always you see me and you're always assuming that um, if I'm not guilty, I done done something and fuck it. Um, come here, boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, and, and growing up on the highway and, and Lord, and you know what I'm saying? I, I recall the police riding through the park when we oh, were. They used to know our nicknames names and, and everything. We didn't even know them niggas. Yeah. They were like, so what's up, T-Dog? What you guys doing? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You guys yeah. are part of the 33 miles. See, to them, yeah. it's a big game to them. It is. They think it is. it's as fucking cops and robbers or some shit. And they, they, they don't know about, they don't know our culture. So to them, they make big cases on us and we don't even know about it. You know what right. I'm saying? When we just, right. you know what I mean? Like, we cooling. Like, they think that we really in a gang or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really like that. It's just like a bunch of brothers that got love for where they from and, right. you know, protect their brothers. You know right. what I'm saying? And, you know, that's crazy. Like, they used to take pictures Church of us and, and all that kind of and, shit. And, and yeah. Like, harass us, like, ride real slow while we walking. And we was kids, for right, real. Right, exactly. So, that shit start at a young age with police harassment with, with, with young black brothers, man. Like, right. it starts in middle school. So, even elementary school, maybe. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, it becomes an adversary, you know, relationship from an early age. And, and one thing about it is, it's funny that you say it. And that, I, I believe, like, that's what 
built so much animosity in my heart with the police, you know, growing up and always being um, harassed and asked questions without, you know, like one, one thing that I always used to think was I had I had to do when the police run up on us is, and they be like, let's see some ID. Right. Like, you know, uh, I thought, oh man, I gotta show the police my ID. And then if I don't, then he has the right to detain me, which is not true because this ain't Nazi Germany where I got to show my papers, you know, and in a lot of cases, the police don't know the law. They uphold the law. You're and, right. Um, You're right about that. I think it's a lot. Of, this is a part of the podcast that I want to do is go through laws and read the first yeah. Bill of Rights and, and, and layman's term where brothers like you and I can understand where the police don't ride through and just violate our rights or even if you get into the um system god forbid that you know um so contracts contracts and law language do you think that they purposely make contracts and put the language of the law in there to confuse us like absolutely i mean it's no reason that we're still practicing um law in a latin language that's a dead language that has on that's meant to keep a certain person out you know um you have the right to represent yourself and you should have proper representation which is a whole nother thing within itself when you get into these public defenders which you know try to represent you with um a conflicted interest where you don't pay them unless you're convicted so how can their interest be to ensure that you get the um sub- you know sufficient representation that you're um supposed to get through the constitution through your constitutional rights um but yes we're it's such a money grab and it's such a big system everybody has their hand in the cookie jar from starting with the police officers going to the correctional officers going to the judges you know you have judges that have programs and prisons and jail institutions that they have stake in you know so why wouldn't it be in their interest to keep these jails and prisons packed when they have actual stake in certain programs that's in the jail that's a conflict of interest and you know I used to tell um, correctional officers, don't look at me as job security. Appreciate you busy. I'm listening. I'm listening, bro. Or, or, or stock. Look at me as a representation. I'm somebody's son. I'm somebody's brother. I'm somebody's father. And I think, you know, uh, when police start doing that and not, I don't want to generalize and, and put all police officers. That's one thing I want to do because I don't want to alienate any police officers because you got some people on that side of the fence that's willing to stand up with our movement as well you know what i'm saying um just like it ain't all police officers ain't bad all niggas in the street ain't real niggas so you know what i'm saying and, and i had to learn that uh tony uh and 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 because you know you know me since i was a young nigga you know yeah. i always you know was militant when it comes to you know police and like fuck all police but at the same time <coughs> it's not about being militant it's about being effective you know what i'm saying and mm. you want to reach not just our brothers but you also want to reach those who's already integrated just like they infiltrate us we want to infiltrate them but in a positive way you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm, I'm with that i i feel like um First of all, in order to know where we're going, we got to know where we've been. Camp come from, yeah. And, you know, that, I'm just talking about with our history, with, with 
what the actual like law enforcement and policing is like we first we got to understand that where the terminology come from yeah man that's that police started from slavery officers overseers so the english language is very very tricky you know the english language has a lot of hidden gems in it you know like i don't want to get too deep right now man we can discuss these things you know uh at a later time in different podcast episodes but like even the things that we say like good morning why would you wish somebody good good morning morning. like you know what i'm saying like morning (laughs) you know what i'm saying evil uh life like you know what i'm saying like it is you you gotta even grammar the like grammar comes from the book of grammar yeah you know what i'm saying that is a book of spells right right spelling you right know what I'm saying? spelling huh. you know what i'm saying like right. we cast the spells by the things that we say that's why they say be careful what you say what you put in the universe i think that you know spiritually like everything that we that we think that is reality in this world right now we got to be very careful because like you know a lot of these things have meaning they have spiritual undertones uh everything you know what i'm saying well, and, and it was position. say it again that's why we're in the same position right now as people because of the words that we use and how we live our lives and yeah. what we speak and say we've been doing it for years and years and we're still going to yeah, man. Just like this new rap music. What are they talking about? Oh, yeah, this new rap music. But they want to the promote, promote this type of rap music. Like, And when, when hip-hop first came out, man, you know, it was a code of communicating with our people. Right, it was, right, you right. Know, we were speaking positivity into each other. And, right. They didn't you know, know what it was. They, 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 they was mean, like, nah, we're going to change that. We're going to commercialize you know, like, it and we're yeah. going to exploit it. And um, we're going to, the same things that were on the verge to liberate us they're gonna confine us into change with what like 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 what they're doing now you know everything that you know and this is not to sound like an old hater or nothing i respect all crap you know what i'm saying but shit most of this shit i can't listen to because you know it it goes against everything i believe in but you know a lot of you you know because you've been a part of the uh the music scene for so long you you got to understand when these young boys is going and putting out music a lot of uh the a and r's are you got to just like it's a syllabus how we're taught it's 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 a syllabus like what they're putting out with the music you Bro, know what I'm saying? speaking of the police and music man like um I don't know if anybody's been like looking at the news or what's been going on, not the news, but what's been going on in hip hop lately. But, uh, you know, they were trying to say that Mace was giving this artist 504 or 504, whatever his name is, the same type of slave deal that Diddy gave him. He said they, he signed that man for 5G's or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which he tried to clarify and say that it wasn't for 5G's. But, anyways, to get to this particular topic, at Right, and how right. it correlates yeah. with that. He was saying that um <laughs> he gave the dude his the dude Fabio Florence, the dude that he was signed under or his manager as you will, uh if you will, uh seventy five thousand, I mm-hmm. believe it was. Mm-hmm. And he said that the manager was a police nigga. <sighs> so I'm like and, and nobody even caught that, right? Right. So we got Fabio Foreign or whatever the fuck his name is being signed by, I mean, managed by a police nigga. We got Takashi69 <laughs> snitching on everybody right. that was in his quote unquote gang. Like, right. We got, we got, we got, we got Young Thug 
you know, uh, on, facing RICO charges. Right, right. Like Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facing RICO charges. Uh, AR app. It just seems like now the police have infiltrated themselves and they've probably been infiltrated in hip hop since, you know, From Biggie Smalls and, yeah. and Tupac. Yeah. But yeah. they are really now. In it, in yeah, it. like they, so, y'all niggas, what y'all about to be signed to next year? Police records, right? I mean, but but the but the thing is, you you know, it's it's beauty and everything. It's no reason to even sign now if you're an artist because of the streaming platforms, independence, 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 right. independence. Black men, uh, or anybody who has any type of musical, you know, you you can control your own destiny in America today, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think a lot of people are so. They, 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 they take the fool's goal, you know right. what I'm saying? Not understanding, you know, it's a process. It's no shortcuts and nothing in life. You can't take no shortcuts, right. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, uh, you, you see golden boys like Drake, you know, I'm not a fan, you right. know what I'm saying? Right, right, but, right. you know, you you know, the, the industry makes certain people and, and it destroys certain people. You know, we all seen hidden colors and how this shit work, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, you know, since since hip hop's inception, you know, a lot of I like what you said, in order to know where you're going, you gotta know where it came from. And right. in hip hop, I think where we era a lot of these young dudes, they not paying homage to its roots. So they don't really know, you know, the art of hip hop. They don't know the five elements of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And how hip hop is an artistic expression. We didn't glorify, you know, selling drugs. You know, no. you had broken glass everywhere. <clears throat> They were right. reporting, you know, the devastation that was happening in our neighborhoods. Now you're exploiting it, uh, you know, glorifying selling drugs or using drugs for that matter. And That's then right. have these rappers, Drake's of the worlds, the futures of the worlds. They're they're promoting drug use. These niggas don't use drugs. That's you know fact. what I'm saying? So, exactly. So, like these saying. niggas, these niggas, man, you got... You got Boosie, you know what I'm saying, talking about uh, snitches and talking about Birdman brother was a snitch and who's a snitch and and, yeah. and that uh, 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 Nipsey Hustle man is a snitch. But guess what? Slim lived in a nice, affluent community. His right. kids go into private school. He trying to get you, lead you on the path of self destruction. Right. While he right. living good. Right. You know what I'm right. saying, man? We just they, they, that's trick knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that shit's insane. Yeah, man. There's just so many levels that like we need to just wake up, man. It's ridiculous, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. In your opinion, man, what can we do? To, for people to get educated on the laws, man, because that's that's one of the, you know, that's one of the main reasons why you got your podcast. Yeah, you know, why you started yeah. your podcast. I, I like, think the first thing we need to do as a people and understand, you know, first we need to. I think it's every person's um, due diligence to read the Constitution, not okay. just the amendments, but the uh, preamble. You know, a lot of people say, oh, in the beginning of the Constitution, we were only uh, perceived as three fifths of a, of a person. Yeah. My nigga, that shit's still in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And haven't been amended. So basically, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and we're out here talking about voting. You know what I'm saying? I dig it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not saying that you shouldn't vote. Yeah, everybody should vote, but we should be out here lobbying and, and protecting and participating in activism. You know what I'm saying? So explain to the people what lobbying is. That's where the money come, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so politicians, so you have these groups 
these inf influential groups like the NRA, mm -hmm. National Rifles Association, okay. you know what I'm saying, that has so much political influence because they have money. So right. they'll give their money to the lobbyists and the lobbyists will fund the politicians. So when the politicians are elected, they're going to write laws and make laws because now they got this money from them so it's a payback so a lot of people be like your power is in the vote that's true but your power is in the lobby we as black people we can lobby in our local communities you know what i'm saying and demand change you know policy change you know um not just giving us band-aids or uh programs that don't actually help us but actually makes us more stagnant you know what i'm saying like you have so many things like with these banks and and um with redlining and things of that nature uh, okay. according to the zip codes where we can change these policies i believe like going about the lobbyist angle instead of just saying everybody vote because these motherfuckers all republicans or democrats they all eating lunch together at capitol hill in the same cafeteria mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying what's the difference between the republicans and the democrats cracks pay not a damn thing you know what i'm saying so, so it's so about it's, it's mainly about the paper the body, it's, about it's about the who, paper who's able to buy them out to yeah. change yeah. law or whatever exactly exactly and i guess the people that have the money the most money get the laws that they want to you know get changed or whatever absolutely you know what I'm saying? absolutely absolutely <clears throat> that's deep things man. that make you go hmm <clears throat> deep man <clears throat> meanwhile you know we worried about uh when the next jordan's coming out right 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 <laughs> jump man jump man <laughs> but we also well, need to have you know, officials oh, officials of uh, you know of our community up in here you know up in there as well you know what i'm saying right 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 yeah. representation you know what i'm saying and that's one thing I, I one thing i realized i said man the more and more i get older the more and more i'll be like damn a basketball or a football we 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 push our children to be professional athletes to entertain who you know what i'm saying right man fuck dribbling the ball or catching a blow send our little youngsters to college to to study political science you know what i'm saying uh, the thing about it is is that like you know we not too far removed from segregation and slavery right so it's a lot of us that are first generation college graduates Absolutely. and you know it's a lot of us that our parents they did their best you know what i'm saying to raise us and no fault to them but they was just figuring it out themselves and we were left to figure it out ourselves so right you know that's why it's important you know to have things like this while it's still available to have because you know <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they try to police this too you know oh, what I'm it's saying? coming it's freedom I mean, of speech it's coming i mean and, and that's where you know freedoms and, and and we're gonna get deep into that like all of this stuff with the vaccine ma mandates and things of that nature and uh when you start taking away freedoms you know you're opening the you're opening the box to things that you do not want to change because once they start taking away rights they ain't just gonna be giving the motherfuckers back you know what i'm saying but but one thing about freedom of speech what i do want to address uh just like you got the freedom to say what you feel you have to respect another man's freedom of speech like with donald trump you know what i'm saying i don't like what the motherfuckers say but he shouldn't be policed for what he say you know what i'm saying you don't like what the motherfuckers saying don't listen you know what i'm saying but all that 
you know, cancel yeah, culture. He, he was the president. Though, yeah, bro. I mean, but at the same time, he telling you what it is, brother. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel it's um, you know, that's dangerous, man. So 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 let me ask you this: what what do you rather? You know what I'm saying? You rather like what, do do you know what Joe Biden is responsible for? Yeah, he's still responsible for she doing shit right now. So 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 this is just for a lot of people who who just swear like and, and understand. I'm not a Democrat or Republic Republican. However, I feel like we as a people we just give Democrats our votes. In 1994, Joe Biden wrote the crime bill with the yeah. whole, with the police commission that turned 65% into 85%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's never stood up, said, I'm sorry, but sitting here pointing fingers trying to call other people racist. When are you going to be accountable for the wrongs that you did to our communities? You know what I'm saying? Because those 94 crime bill laws devastated our communities. Yeah. You know, uh... And, and now he's sitting there saying, African-Americans, I always had your back. How? When in the 90s, you said we were super predators and you don't give a damn <laughs> of why we're in the condition that we're in. We need to be locked up forever. You know, um, so to be honest with you, I feel like, you know, I don't trust none of them niggas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's hard to trust it's hard to trust somebody when they've lied to you for 400 years. Right, you right. Know, motherfuckers can't even trust their significant other no more that cheated on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you going to trust a group of people that lied to you for 400 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, these politicians and stuff like that, man, just be, they just be talking game. And, you know, you, you paying them for their game. I mean, what's the difference between that and pimping? Right, no, no, no difference. But I'd rather you tell me the the raw game than than the beat around the butcher, and, and, and that's one thing that I, I feel like Donald Trump represent. I understand. I am not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm not a fan, but I respect a man you, you that. Sure, you sure? Absolutely. <laughs> I was that red hat I seen in your car early. What that? I like the color like? red. The microphone red, brother. You know what I'm saying? Red look good on dark niggas like me. You know what I'm talking about? But uh, uh, look, uh, Donald Trump. I respect the man that say what he say and stand. You ain't gotta guess what he thinking. You know what I'm saying? So, so. Yeah, but that nigga was like. Yeah, he's a wild nigga. He was like. Get him out of here. <laughs> I mean, but it, you got really, and, and it was a homeboy that I used to listen to that I was, I didn't listen to, but put me on to game. He was like, look, really listen to what he's saying. He was exposing the establishment. You know what I'm saying? That's why they don't like Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think he's a Republican or a Democrat because, you know, I've been paying attention to politics since I was a little boy. My mother used to work for the Washington Post. So she, the first, uh, race that I got, you know, I started paying attention to was the Clinton race, you know, uh, with Bob Dole and your, uh, your boy back in the day. Uh, I believe it was Ross Perot. It was Ross Perot was one in one of them Clinton joints. So mm -hmm. back in 2000, when Donald Trump, the first time I ever seen him run in the Democratic primary, he was a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? And he ran against Al Gore on the stage in the primary. You talking you know about Donald Trump? Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump was a Democrat on it. He, now, if you Google it now, it'll in, say independent, but he ran with, under under the Clinton. Democrat. When Clinton was... No, this is after Clinton. When Gore okay. went against Bush, I'm saying I paid attention to politics since okay. the Clinton era. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I just I mainly remember when these nuts. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? 
Nah, what you talking about? Please. He nuts. He ran for. Uh, he was. He was running for president. He was winning actually too. Like around the time, like after uh, Obama, um, with, with, before Donald Trump came on the scene. Oh yeah. I think it was around like Sarah Palin. Oh man, uh, but John these, McCain. These nuts was on the ballot. Oh, okay, these nuts. Okay, I ain't know that. Um, that must have been yeah, in the early primaries when when they was just I ain't still to be playing. Funny. I'm serious though. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. but that's crazy, man. You know, I think Donald Trump. The reason why you know he was running the country like Suge Knight from Death Row Records is because. He was independent like Suge Knight, you know, he had his own paper, so he yeah, didn't really yeah. care about what, you know, the powers that be said. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's a scary thing, man. I mean, you he was the saying? closest thing. I mean, but you know, even if you look at like 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 your boy Easy said, all publicity is good publicity and look how he still dominates the news. You know what I'm saying? They're Correct. polarizing that man so Watch, watch out for the comeback. That's all I'm gonna say, bro. You think he's gonna try to run again? Uh, yeah. They isn't he still facing impeachment? Like, yeah, I mean he he got impeached. Um, you know, but um, through the House gonna, of Representatives, how you but, gonna impeach that man after the fact? That's crazy. He got impeached, but understand, Clinton got impeached too. So the process—that's one thing that we gotta understand is process. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got he got impeached through the House. A representatives but he he did he got acquitted through the senate you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so uh you know which was majority de uh republican at that time so you know uh that man got a following like none other you know what i'm saying so yeah so man we gonna we gonna wrap it back around to uh what we think that needs to change and we probably gonna wrap it up man because we about at the you know 60 minute mark and i don't want this video to get cut off but i just want to say that like uh <laughs> man as far as like the police and the stuff that they do to black folks or people in general man you gotta understand that like a lot of these officers are coming fresh from the military and you know combat and they too have ptsd themselves and you know you never know like what they did in the military if they you know have you know killed already you know what i'm saying so you dealing with some people that have a gun in the badge that's already killed somebody so if they take your life they not even going to think anything of it you now, know what i'm saying right right and i think the the biggest component of change is holding these motherfuckers accountable take away qualified immunity hmm. immunity the 11th amendment protects these motherfuckers like even in their wrong so say if they do you know what i'm saying george floyd a motherfucker and it's not you right. know uh a high profile case they're just moving over to the next district and being a police officer so right. one thing about biden I, I believe he passed the the, the um, law what holds them accountable in a national registry for when they perform you know um police misconduct or whatnot so um mm. a lot of times you know some police cadets can go into the academy with good intentions and become indoctrinated you know mm. what i'm saying so I think, you know, account Just like the military. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just you like any of our societies or see whether they be secret or, or, or non-secret. That's why they need public audits. You can't have the police police and the police have a public sector outside of, you know, their own um, whatever policing them. You know what I'm saying? So accountability is what I, I believe is going to change and people coming forth and speaking up about 
certain things, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna change policy. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, to be to be fair and to play devil's advocate, right? Uh, sometimes that toughness that you give people is what holds shit down. Like you can't, you can't deal with people that's out here like killing people with kid gloves and shit like that. You gotta be, you gotta be some type of way, especially when you're in certain areas. Now you shouldn't be harassing people and shit. You shouldn't be doing all of that. But everybody's their own individuals. But you know, I know that working in certain fields that I've been in, like, people learn the system real quick and they try to use that system against the system. You know what I'm saying? And they try to, you know, take advantage of the system. So, you know, what do you do with people like that? Like, if, if you know, we start holding police accountable and, you know, and, and people start like, oh, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, and now we in fucking real life okay, Saddam so, and Gomorrah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have the same procedural system that you have, the, the same system that locks us up and throw away the key, have a process where you have a process of an investigation, you know what I'm saying? If it's witnesses that can say, okay, yes, he did it, and with police cams and all of these cameras everywhere, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, and where they're not redacting information because a lot of times when you ask for you know um footage of the police cam they'll try to jump through loops and give you a redacted meaning an edited version of the, the the tape so you know i think you know and i and i and i completely understand what you're saying i i think we need to stop putting them at such a high level of like this is what one thing i used to ask officers that worked in, inside correctional facilities do you think that your value is more valuable to society than a than a than a teacher? Hmm. Now, we in an American society pay police officers and correctional officers more money than we pay school teachers. That makes no fucking sense at all to me. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, as far as like school teachers are concerned that that's another system that needs to be tore down and rebuilt because what are we teaching our students especially nowadays when they trying to remove uh african-american history out of the curriculum uh, they trying to remove i mean like you, slavery are, 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 altogether are, 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 are you trying to trying like to say, it didn't happen you know I, what i'm saying that's how they taught it since i was in school they're not trying to remove they're trying to just continue not to include so i feel what you're saying i absolutely feel that and i, I think as far as like the educational system go i think we as parents have a a, a more like a lot of times um, we just send our kids to school and, and, and rely on the teachers to teach. However, right. because you have so much underfunded teachers, an average teacher is coming out of college in this Northern Virginia area making like maybe 38 to 40 something thousand a year. A police officer can get 60 to 70 out the gate. I think, I think teachers are underpaid, but I think that also, like you said, we have to teach our kids ourselves. And I think that teachers, they need to do what like um what's 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 my man name uh that tried to do the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy uh Who, uh you talking about uh brother and they, he he was trying to build he a from bank Philly. I think uh uh dang I know his name too cuz I, I I like that brother 
uh, he had some scandal with some women or something. You, yeah, Mark Johnson. Yeah, Umar Johnson. Yeah. So I think that we need to take that approach and build schools for us and by us. Absolutely. That, you know, we teach our curriculum because when we get degrees and stuff like that, whose degree are we getting? You're indoctrinated. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the same system. It, yeah. it, it, no matter where you go and try to turn, we keep on getting to the same system. And yeah, they should be paid more, but should they be paid more to indoctrinate us some more? No. Or no. should we they be paid more to teach us what we need to be taught? Like really teach us. Half the shit that we was taught in school, we don't even fucking use to this day. Like, I know. You understand what I'm saying? They don't and then and then they lie to you and, 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 and tell you that you could be what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I wanna be the president of the United States of America. I wanna be this. I wanna be that. Then you know, you get 16 years old and you got Fairfax County Police knowing your name and harassing you and yeah, shit. Yeah. And they be like, you little nigga, you're not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you you ain't yeah. going to be shit when you Which grow was up. Also, you know, you know that, that whole thing, I, I'm glad you said that because one thing, the, the whole system of, you know, once you pay your debt to society and holding felony felonies against you when you already paid your debt is a form of double jeopardy you know what i'm saying because you're being double punished if i pay my debt to society okay i go in here you know uh i sold drugs for instance i do four or five years my debt is clean unless i'm mm. i shouldn't have to have a background check for a felony to work at fucking walmark or mcdonald's you know what i'm saying that shouldn't disqualify me certain things i can understand but other areas which is you know you're making progress because you know they banned the box in 2019 where they can't ask on initial you know applications but in an interview they can ask if you uh have ever been convicted of a felony which you know uh actually we are protected through the 1960 civil rights movement uh law where you're not supposed to be discriminated against for having a you know what i'm saying a, a felony but however who's gonna say yeah we're not gonna hire you because of your background but once if they do you know what i'm saying i, I hope enough now that i know that and i read that in the paper hope a motherfucker do tell me that i'm not hired because of my felony but uh i don't agree with a lot of shit pertaining to felonies like you know I, I don't i don't i don't think it's fair that you know and i know that it's changing it is possible for you to get your voting rights back i don't think that that's fair i don't think it's fair that you lose the right to protect yourself and get a firearm I, like you know sometimes people make mis people make mistakes in life i don't think that like you i guess that's what one of the things that you would what you was trying to say and what you was just saying like just because you make a mistake in life doesn't mean that that's a lifelong mistake right you understand what? people change man and when you take certain certain privileges away from them they have no choice but to keep being that same person because you're not affording them any freedom to be right. otherwise to right. show that they've changed right you right. understand the money's in the comeback like you know just like you know we all know and what i'm saying is the double jeopardy so it says that you're not supposed to have double jeopardy or multiple um you can only be um punished once you know what i'm saying so when i a after you come home and you've done your time to have all these like okay so i can't live here i can't get this loan you know you can't get federal loans like my first time coming home i couldn't get um fatty uh fatty mac or sally may loans because mm -hmm. of my felony 
okay. my conviction. So I had to take what's called the Apex Independent Loan. You remember right. uh, when I was going to the uh, Westwood College for uh, art or whatnot, and that yeah, 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 loan yeah. was 28%, you know what I'm saying? Which mm. is crazy, you mm. know what I'm saying? So when you don't have like avenues, like you said, opportunity is what cut recidivism, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of these officers, like even with the laws that's changing now, uh, Ralph Northam went to 65% instead of 85% based mm. off of good, good behavior incentives. Of course, you know, um, your, your boy Glenn Youngkin comes in and um, tries to repeal that because you have a lot of officers and correctional officers saying that it's going to affect their bottom line. You're going to need these institutions regardless. You know what I'm saying? So you shouldn't look at, you know, uh, people as stock. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. It's a catch-22 as far as jail is concerned and, and prisons are concerned. You being someone that's been incarcerated in a prison do you think that prison is it, it, it that system works like do you think that that's beneficial to make you uh try to make you a better person absolutely absolutely not see prison and jail um institutions are made to make you worse to to lock you up and I believe we live in a progressive society so 50 years from now when we look back and see how people were treated while being incarcerated we're gonna view it as being inhumane you know what I'm saying if you lock your dog up in a cage all day you know what I'm saying Peter gonna be knocking at your door or uh, Fairfax County Police or, or Prince William County Police gonna be knocking at your door ready to lock you up for animal cruelty you know what I'm saying so when you lock two grown men in an eight by 10 box and expect them to conduct themselves civilly, that's asinine, you know what I'm saying? So of course it doesn't better, it takes a strong mind. Most most men come out uh, worse off than they, they, they went in if you know they didn't take the time to better themselves, which is hard to do, you know, down, it's all systematic down to the colors that's in there. They, they the colors that's in most blocks are, are painted that color to make you depressed and to keep a, a, a low, you know what I'm saying, morale in the unit. So all of this shit is systematic, you know what I'm saying, to keep you keep you down. And uh... so, say you're married and you have a wife. Obviously, you married, right? Nah. All right. So no, I'm not talking about okay. you. Really okay. 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 okay, okay, say, okay. Say, say you're married, you know, and somebody just kills your wife point blank bow just shoot her in the head what what do you think should be done to the individual that did that i think if we live in a in a law governed by christian or biblical um principles i believe that everybody should have a path towards redemption you know yes incarceration is necessary but it should be you should have a road towards redemption. But is it really necessary? Are things that we, you know, I struggle with this. I, 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 I sometimes struggle with what's really reality and what's really right and what's really wrong. And, you know, this, these things that we are been, have been taught, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's right or it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I know that sounds like cliche, cliche yeah. but... It's like 
is is it necessary or is that just what we've been taught like because when you talk about biblical terms like is that really is that really real like is that just because they say that that's this is how things should be is that how it should be done like i mean i believe in an eye for an eye two for a two you know <laughs> that's what I'm biblical that's biblical uh so I, I i i i feel you to a certain extent that's why i say if you take a man's life you should be you know i think you should some form of punishment should be inflicted I, if you break the law i feel like some form of punishment should be inflicted yeah some form of punishment but every situation is different and, right and times change you know what i'm saying right like so you know what what they would have done in biblical days or you know what i'm saying like the stone ages or stone whatever him. yeah you know might be different in compared to what we do now so i mean i don't know like you know, I'd like to have a poll about that or a discussion about that. Like, what do we, what do we think could be done with people that? Because sometimes there's people that do make mistakes in life. Sometimes there's really evil people out there that really are savages. And you know what I'm saying? And you know, so like, who? How do we judge that? How do we right. gauge what type of punishment needs to be done? And is that punishment? Uh, you know humane like what right. punishment is humane you right. know what i'm saying right I <laughs> it's mean, punishment punishment you know is saying? punishment but it should be some levels to you know understanding so this is why i say you should have like certain say 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 you go you know the virginia prison system and the uh, north carolina prison system have points how they determine which level of classification you go to but say you don't like like a, a certain correctional officer don't like you if right. you're a level one they can send you to a level four or five you know what i'm saying so the the things that's inhumane and it promotes like when i first got locked up i didn't understand why brothers would always tell brothers that they didn't know that yeah. they love them and I'm like, why these niggas always saying they love? I don't even know these niggas because when you when you take away human contact, you know what I'm saying? You're vain for attention. It's so much trauma that happens with being incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? That like we had a discussion earlier. We as black men, we don't like to communicate a lot of our trauma for right. one because we can't identify it, and we've been um, desensitized to trauma, and we feel like you know. Uh, things are just it is what it is we hear a lot of niggas saying it is what it is you know what i'm saying right, 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 but right. it ain't what it ain't you know what i'm saying so uh what it is you know um i think the biggest goal for society is okay we're only as strong as our weakest right, right. you know what i'm saying so if we're focused more on rehabilitation than punishment then we're following you know what i'm saying so so one of my favorite quotes is you know martin luther king said uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so when you have yeah you have the system which you know a lot of these young black men go into the system you know what i'm saying already disenfranchised and disadvantaged mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so how are you building them up you 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 put them on a farm you 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 make them work for free you know what i'm saying you're not making you're, you're devaluing them you know what i'm saying so when they hit the streets and and one thing i never i realized i never got like a lot of niggas i know that don't work on the streets will go to jail or prison and work for these motherfuckers for free you know what i'm saying but won't come out and work you know what i'm saying so you know a lot of this shit is systematic systematic as you know and um i don't have all the answers but definitely um 
definitely we gonna we gonna get there together, brother. You know what I'm saying? Cause we gonna attack this from every angle. For sure, for sure, man. Well, I guess that's about wraps it up, man. Until next time, man. We got my man Juice here, man. Juice peace, Dream peace. Podcast, Mumbo Sauce Podcast, Tony Tone, man. We out. All right, peace, God.